Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Sanford University. Now your host, Doug Sweet. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I am your host, Doug Sweeney, and I am joined today by three dear friends uh, who are involved in a wonderful new preaching initiative here at Beeson Divinity School. Uh, our Associate Dean, Dr. Tom Fuller, uh, Professor and Director of the Robert Smith Jr. Preaching Institute, Dr. Mike Pascarello, and our colleague, Dr. Tyshawn Gardner, the Director of Samford's Pre-Ministerial Scholars Program, and a professor at the Howard College of Arts and Sciences here at Samford University. All three of these folks have joined us here on the podcast to talk about a wonderful new $1.2 million grant Samford has received from the Lilly Endowment to fund a new preaching initiative here on campus. So thank you gentlemen for being with us and welcome uh, guests to the Beeson Podcast. Thank you. Why don't we begin by introducing our listeners to this new program, the Spirit and Power Project. I wonder if we can go around the room and maybe start with Dr. Fuller, since he's been our leader in the securing of this grant, uh, by asking him to introduce us to the Spirit and Power Project, and then we'll ask Dr. Pascarello and Dr. Gardner to chime in as well. All right. Well, the Spirit and Power Project aims to equip both aspiring and active preachers, so students preparing for uh, vocational preaching ministries as well as those already in uh, preaching roles in their churches, that they might proclaim the gospel more faithfully and more wisely to diverse audiences, recognizing the challenges that that, that does present to many preachers today. And all of this uh, with the uh, with the ultimate goal that they would do that to the glory of God and for the building up of the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, and so that's that's the broad purpose of what uh, what we're doing. The uh, various objectives uh, of the program are first that we would uh, offer a number of enriching kinds of services through this project. To, uh, augment the uh, instruction and, and training that uh, students here at Sanford, both undergrad and graduate alike, are getting uh, for preaching ministries. Um, secondly, that we would engage those uh, in current preaching ministries with programs and services that will help to enrich them spiritually, recognizing that their, their preaching ministries are just as much uh, a matter of their spiritual vitality as it is of their uh, their preaching uh, skills, and uh, to help them in so many of those aspects of uh, the work of preaching that they might improve uh, in in ways and be encouraged in their preaching um, through through what we do, and then lastly that we would uh, exhibit and celebrate exemplary preaching and preachers. Mm. Uh, through conferences, through events, and through a fellows program, and other means to really try to raise the profile of those who are preaching in compelling ways. This is part of Lilly's Compelling Preaching Initiative, uh, which we are one of many institutions who have received uh, grants as, as a part of that. So we want to celebrate where uh, there are those who, by the Lord's grace, are are, are preaching in compelling ways to diverse audiences today and help hold them up as models for 
aspiring and active breachers alike. Fantastic. And uh, we've already suggested, we'll get into this in detail in a few minutes, but this is going to be a blessing not only to the people who are usually blessed through the ministries of Beeson Divinity School, but through uh, the ministries of undergraduate professors and others as well. It's going to be run through the Preaching Institute of Beeson Divinity School, but include lots of other folks as well. Yes. Maybe we can begin, Dr. Fuller and Dr. Pascarello, by explaining to our listeners uh, how Beeson Divinity School folks will be blessed by this, first of all. Are we aiming at developing programs for preachers in the area, for Beeson students, for both? How are we going to be serving folks with this program? Well, we'll do both. Uh, we'll, we aim to do both. Uh, we have uh, on the student side of things, again, both for undergrad students and for students here at Beeson Divinity School, uh, a number of things, including some preaching lunch and learn uh, sessions that we'll do on a regular basis. We already have in place and have had for many, many years here at Sanford the, the Sanford Sunday program where students have the opportunity to go out into Baptist churches around the state of Alabama on various Sundays across the year and fill pulpits and gain what I know to be personally very valuable preaching experience outside the classroom setting. You were one of those preachers I back was in one the day. of those when it was H-Day, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, and... Uh, and, and uh, building some services around helping them prepare to go out and have those experiences as well as uh, some opportunity to, to sit down with them after they have gone out on one or more of these and to offer them feedback and review of, of their sermons in a, a way that we think might be helpful. Yeah, uh, now those Sanford Sundays, that's mostly, we'll get Dr. Gardner in here in a minute since he runs the program, mm -hmm. but that's mostly undergrad students Every once in a while, maybe a seminary student participates. Is that right, that's Dr. Garner? That's correct. That's All correct. Right. And then, uh, Dr. Pascarella, how do you envision this being a blessing to Master of Divinity students, the seminary students who are getting ready to go out and be mm -hmm. preaching pastors of churches? Mm -hmm. Will there be events for them to attend, model preachers for them to listen to? What are we aiming at for them? Yes, that's a good question, uh, and a very important one. Um, there will be events for them to attend, and they'll have opportunities, as, uh, as Dr. Fuller has said, to preach and to get feedback when they're preaching. Um, and I think an important aspect of this is because the grant is larger, and uh, it will um, um, entail hiring a full-time program coordinator. That will simply increase the amount of exposure that our students will have, not only to good teaching, but examples preachers who are just exemplars of what we will consider to be uh, compelling preaching. So I think the uh, just the increased uh, interaction between pastors and students will be a, a major plus mm -hmm. going forward. We've had some of that already, but nonetheless, uh, this is an opportunity to increase it in a significant way, as well as giving our students an opportunity, more opportunities to learn by doing mm -hmm while getting good feedback. Um, we're very committed to that, and we have been in the Preaching Institute, but uh, this grant certainly uh, offers us much more opportunity, and uh, for that, we're pleased. Yeah, and Dr. Gardner, maybe this is a good time to ask about how you envision this being useful to the undergrad students at Sanford as well. As somebody who's been teaching them, leading the Sanford Sunday program, uh, what's your hopes for this when it comes to your own students? Yes, uh, this is an excellent opportunity for us to prepare 
uh, and empower preachers who are excited about preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope to increase, number one, our participation in Sanford Sunday program and uh, also to equip and empower those who are already actively engaged in Sanford Sunday. Uh, Dr. Fuller, I too was a uh, member of Sanford Sunday when it was H-Day. So I can remember and recall going out to those Alabama Baptist associations preaching Hmm. And being mentored by faithful pastors, uh, carried out to lunch, and then talking to my peers about mm -hmm. their experiences. What I think is unique about this, it he it helps to supplement the classroom. As awesome a job as uh, our homileticians do, Dr. Smith, Dr. Webster, Dr. Pascarello, uh, there's limited time. Mm -hmm. So this provides us an opportunity to offer some services, some critiques, some tutoring, some mentoring outside of the classroom to in increase the hunger and desire to preach God's word faithfully. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in asking a question that to people the age of the men sitting around this table will sound like a funny question, but I think for young people maybe is an important question. And the question is, so why is preaching so important? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of churches these days are mm -hmm. decentering the role that preaching used to play in worship services. Mm -hmm. Why is a school like Beeson Divinity School, why is a school like Sanford University still spending all this time and all this money on building up people who are faithful and effective and fruitful preachers of the Word of God? Uh, well, if I might say uh, in the uh, proposal, that we submitted to the Lilly uh, Endowment, and Dr. Fuller spelled it out well, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Mm -hmm. And um, and that Beeson Divinity School was founded with a, with a purpose of preparing pastors who can preach mm -hmm. because we're so committed to the word of God by which we receive the very life of God through Jesus Christ. And, uh, and I think that uh, we've made that clear in the way the Preaching Institute has operated so far um, that we at Beeson are not at all interested in de-emphasizing preaching for the sake of other kinds of activities, that in fact the ministries of the church flow from the Word and are empowered and guided by the Word. And, uh, and I think that students who come here uh, believe that is so, and they certainly have an opportunity to grow that way, and this program is a wonderful way in which we can continue to do it. Yeah. I agree, uh, Dr. Pascarello. I think um, in harmony and agreement with John Calvin that preaching is the centerpiece of the Christian worship, uh, and uh, it ought to remain that way. We do want to strive to continue a culture that prizes proclamation, faithful proclamation of the Word of God. And I think this, this grant uh, gives us the opportunity to further bolster I claim that it is through the proclamation of the gospel that men, women, and children are saved. Amen. Well, Dr. Pascarello, this program will be building on the good work that you've been engaged in for some time now in the Robert Smith Preaching Institute at Beeson Divinity School. Some of our faithful listeners have heard us talk about the Preaching Institute before, but for those who don't know much about it yet, could you give us just a little introduction to the ministries of the Preaching Institute itself? 
Well, I'd be happy to. Um, the time has flown by quite uh, fast, but uh, I began to establish the Preaching Institute um, in the summer of 2018 when I came to Beeson. We already had in place some peer groups, uh, but we began to then put in place a program uh, that would serve uh, pastors as well as students that emphasized learning formation and practice uh, to be a good and faithful preacher requires being a lifelong learner, prayerful study. It requires uh, devotion, increase in the knowledge and love of God, and also becoming more and more competent in the practice of preaching. So those are the emphases that have really been the centerpiece for the Preaching Institute, and we've provided opportunities for students to learn uh, here on campus uh, with what we call text-to-sermon um, each semester, uh, I've, I've uh, offered on occasion sessions for w what I call extracurricular preaching, where I would invite a pastor to come in and uh, that pastor and I would give students feedback on opportunities to preach beyond the classroom. We've offered for pastors uh, a day with a decent author. And one of our faculty members uh, would uh, lead a session uh, for a half of a day. We would provide lunch and uh, pastors would come and uh, that professor would speak out of their research and writing and teaching of uh, the significance for, uh, for preaching. And then we've also uh, collaborated with um, our endowed lectureships. When a speaker comes to offer uh, to uh, be this, uh, for our endowed lectures, uh, both in the spring and the fall, uh, in most cases, I will invite that speaker to uh, also offer a Preaching Institute event. Uh, in which they draw out implications of the, of the content of the lectures. So just a few weeks ago, Dr. Carl Truman was here. He did a Preaching Institute event for us uh, Wednesday after his lecture, and he spoke about a theology of preaching in the Reformation. And it was a powerful presentation on, on the Word and, uh, and the Reformation as the prophetic Word being uh, recovered and, and let loose in a, in a great way. And so these are some of the things that we have done, and I think that uh, now this, uh, this, this new initiative uh, will provide the resources uh, to go far beyond it, and I'll be very pleased to see that happen. Mm. And Dr. Gardner, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this program's also going to be building on the long-standing work of the pre-ministerial scholars program at the undergrad level at Sanford. What should our listeners know about it? How should they be praying for it as they pray for the next generation of faithful preachers? Yes, pray that we can further equip those who uh, on the undergraduate level go out uh, periodically uh, each semester, spring and fall, to preach the gospel in uh, association churches around Birmingham and surrounding counties. We also ask that you pray that uh, as our students engage in some of the workshops, uh, conferences, uh, that they will be, become more faithful proclaimers of God's Word. Uh, we, we really want to see the students on the undergraduate level, those who are in the Pre-Ministerial Scholars Program, those who are in Sanford Sunday, uh, participate more in terms of feedback sessions, um, uh, participating in the Lunch and Learns. Uh, having faithful pastors and professors to give them feedback and critique of their sermons and to help them develop those sermons that they will be preaching on those Sundays that they go out 
in the Sanford Uncle Sanford Sunday program. All right, so if our listeners want to find out more, either about the work of the Preaching Institute or about the new preaching initiative or the pre-ministerial scholars program, how can they tune in? Is there a web page to look at? How can they learn more and get connected? Maybe, Dr. Fuller, we can start with you. Well, there will be a, a dedicated web page for the Spirit and Power Project. It's under uh, construction now. There are existing web pages, of course, already for the Preaching Institute that outlines many of the things that Dr. Pascarello has already mentioned uh, have been going on for some time there, uh, as well as the Pre-Ministerial Scholars Program, uh, both on the, the Sanford uh, website and the Beast and Divinity uh, website. So we'll, we'll have uh, all of the kind of information people, I think, will need and want to, to find out. Uh, on those those sites, and uh, for those uh, particularly who are uh, uh, off campus and involved in, in uh, pastoral ministries, preaching ministries now, and how this uh, project will uh, offer uh, opportunities for growth to them, uh, there'll be information there about uh, the, the new round of preaching peer groups that we will be starting that's shown itself to be a uh, a proven and reliable method for uh, for enhancing the, the preaching ministries of, of these folks uh, in the past, and we're, we're continuing that through this. We're uh, developing a preaching development cohort annually that uh, uh, 10 to 12 uh, preaching pastors will have an opportunity to join in, and it will meet four times during the year uh, for a day each time as they uh, adopt a particular focus for their study across the year. There will be funding for retreats uh, that uh, pastors wishing to uh, get some time away to work on sermon planning for the year or to focus on various things related to their preaching ministries. All of the information about those things and others will, will be on, on the website as it's developed. So. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, Dr. Pascarello, if people want to find out what's going on at the Preaching Institute, even right now, and, and attend some of the events coming up in the spring, where do they go to find that out? Well, on the Beast and Divinity School website, under Centers and in, uh, Institutes, is where our page is, and it has all the information they would want. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yes, likewise, you can go to the Sanford University's webpage, go to the Biblical and Religious Studies uh, program uh, tab and page, and find the Pre-Ministerial Scholars Program. Uh, we'll also be uh, hosting uh, 12 podcasts as well mm -hmm. that, that I want to be intentional about having a graduate school student or undergraduate school student, and those podcasts will be discussing Contemporary issues facing preaching. We're, we're in some very tumultuous times right now, and we want to make sure that the preachers that participate in this program are equipped to meet the challenges uh, that face us in our contemporary context. Well, all three of you gentlemen have been on the podcast before, and you know that we like to end our podcast interviews uh, by edifying our listeners reflecting just a little bit on what the Lord is doing in our lives these days, what the Lord is teaching us. It occurs to me that given the theme of this particular uh, podcast episode, the question uh, might well be, are you still learning things as a preacher of the Word of God after all these years? Uh, I'm here to tell our listeners I know all three of these gentlemen well, and all four of us are very regularly preaching and teaching in churches in the area. Uh, as well as shepherding the next generation of preachers uh, here at the Divinity School and at the undergrad level at Sanford. 
So when you get up into your 50s and 60s and get a little gray hair and so on, does the Lord still teach you some things as a minister of his word? And if so, what's he teaching you? Dr. Pasquarello, can we start with you? Um, yeah, I'll be glad to, to begin. Um, it's quite humbling, actually. Um, you know, when you've preached for many, many years, uh, for me, it's now more than 40 years. And um, one of the things that I learn as I get older is um, how little I knew when I was younger, even though <laughs> I thought I knew a lot because I had a master of divinity. And the second thing that I have learned and that I share with students is um, that the people to whom we preach uh, have uh, stronger faith and more knowledge of God than we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I see happening in preaching, and I have over a long period of time, is this uh, desire to try to dummy things down and make it easy. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we live in a time when people know that to be a disciple of Jesus Christ is not an easy thing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, com and compelling preaching will actually be preaching that offers a strong challenge and great, great encouragement to empower them. And uh, that's one of the things, I'll just stop there, that I have learned as I've gotten older and preached more and more. Um, How about you, Dr. Fuller? I know you preached just yesterday. Is yes. the Lord st still teaching you as a preacher? Yes, he certainly is. Um, I think uh, the thing that comes to mind first for me is how important it is in preaching that you relate to people pastorally. Uh, and I know those are, those are terms we often use in very sort of dichotomous ways that we pastor people over here and we preach over here. Uh, but I, I think there is such a thing as, as preaching uh, in, in a pastoral fashion. And I guess what I mean by that is the importance of relating to the people you're preaching to in, in a very authentic way. Uh, and particularly when you're younger, when you're under the influence of, uh, of preachers you've, you've uh, sat under and, and heard for many years, uh, and you, you, you form these models in your mind uh, of, of what uh, you should do in preaching. And those are helpful and they're important in their own way, not to, to take away from those models. Uh, while at the same time, the importance of, of really uh, being authentic and relating to people as you preach in a way that helps them to see the, the, the authenticity, the passion, uh, and sincerity of, of how the message has touched your life uh, that you're now conveying to them in, in the preached word. And uh, I think for all of the other skill and ability uh, homiletically that we may have, helpful as those things may be, uh, people want to really hear and know that the person in front of them believes what they're saying, that it's coming from a place other than the paper in front of them on the lectern, the pulpit, and, and to see and know uh, that, that it's, it is a word from the Lord that has been received and is being communicated. Yeah. Dr. Gardner. Yeah, so I know this may seem veneer, maybe even shallow, but I think it's also profound. Uh, Gardner Taylor was asked a, asked a question along the lines of reflecting upon a 70, 80 year uh, preaching ministry. If there was anything that he could change, any, any, anything 
he regretted. He said that the only thing he would change is that he would pray more and spend more time in the Word. Mm. Those two things. And I think this world is hurting for biblical preaching. Not the headlines, not CNN, Fox, not cultural uh, proclivities, but the people who gather on Sunday morning or any context to hear the Word of God. Ultimately, whether they admit it or not, they want to know, is there a word from the Lord? And that only comes by way of spending time in the word and time before the presence of God in prayer. Mm -hmm. So God is teaching me that today uh, more with all the learning, with all the teaching. Uh, it starts foundationally and we never outgrow the word of God in time in prayer. So that's what I want to continue to emphasize to my students those who will be engaged in this wonderful program, that there is no substitute to spending time in the word and prayer, in the word and spending time in prayer. Amen. Our listeners, the Lord does continue to use his word as it is faithfully preached and taught in just the way he tells us he does in scripture. So may this uh, recording encourage your own faith in that truth, and may God, by his grace, Help us all to act like we believe it in our churches and in our seminaries. Thank you for tuning in. We love you, and we say goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from the campus of Samford University. Our theme music is by Advent Birmingham. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our engineer is Rob Willis, and our show host is Doug Sweeney. For more episodes and to subscribe, visit BeesonDivinity.com slash podcast. You can also find the Beeson Podcast on iTunes and Spotify.